Today we're going to discuss creating home run statements to land your dream job. This is for Kevin and, and for Brent and all those whose dream is to get a new job, their dream job. And this is part of the process in acting and con uh, acting consistently and optimizing your connections. Home run statements are simple, short statements that are factual, describing what you have done based on certain skills. The, an example, for example, as manager of our flagship operation, I rearranged the staff to more optimally use their skills. As a result, we increased productivity by 87% in three months and 230% over two years. Is this the kind of increases you're looking for in your organization? Another example. I was part of a team and develop the training program to onboard new staff as we enlarged our organization and expanded into 32 additional operations in 23 different companies. As a result of the training program, we were able to achieve our 12-month goals in just nine months. Is that the kind of rollout you're looking for in your organization? Now, you see how these are very short statements. They are factual. They are not gen generic. They are not galloping generalities. And you can use them in resumes. You can use them in letters of recommendation. You can use them in asking questions of people. You can use them definitely in proving that you are the solution the company needs to achieve their goals. These statements are built based on uh, uh, the concept of a baseball diamond. So picture a baseball diamond. You have first base, second base, third base, and home plate. In our analogy, first base describes where you were when you did it. So for example, I was part of a team at headquarters. I was manager of the flagship operation. You define where you were, first base. Second base outlines what you did. I reorganized the staff to make optimize use of their skills. I put together the training program that allowed us to open in 23, country, 23 countries and 32 operations. Third base is the result. As a result, we increased productivity by 87% in three months and 230% over three years. Or, as a result, we achieved our 12-month goals in just nine months. Third base is the result. It's the real power because it defines what the benefit to the organization was in clear terms that are factual. Now, you need to say this, by the way. As you prepare these statements, never lie. Never exaggerate. If you're going to exaggerate, understate it a little bit. But don't overstate. As you do third base, you're going to go home and ask a question that now applies, is this what you're looking for? And your goal is that if you've correctly identified what the 
organization's goals are, what the problems are they're trying to solve, and you have used a home run statement that matches what they're looking for, you begin to see them nod their head involuntarily. When you say, is this the kind of results you're looking for? Are these the kind of efforts you're looking in your organization? You'll see them physically nod their head. That's what you want them to do when they think about you. So that we now have the format. First base, where were you? Second base, what did you do? Third base, the result. And four, home plate, home plate apply it. Now, sometimes you won't use the home plate application. Sometimes that can get too, too redundant. It gets too much. So you're just hitting triples. But make sure you get to the third base. There is a tendency, and I'm going to tell you this up front, there is a tendency to get past first base, get to second base, and then you jump up and down on second base. And you feel like you have to explain all of the how on how you did it. That's not what a home run statement does. You want to pass second base and head to third as quickly as you possibly can. The result, the reaction you want to get from the person is twofold. You want them to go, wow, and then ask the question, how did you do that? And that's where you can go into more detail on the second base, how you did it. You can then share more. Now, don't go too much. Answer their question. And and just cover very briefly in the home run statement what you did on second base, move to third as quick as you can, because that's where you're going to capture their attention. This is the format. Now, let me talk about some ways to do this. I suggest you start by making a list of about 10 items, could be a little more, could be a little less. These, I used to say, start with your 10 best skills, the skills you love using the most. I'm modifying that now because I realized if we just talk about the skills, we have a tendency not to focus on what the company really wants to know. So start with what are the three kinds of goals you really want to work on. And you put that, you're going to create a spreadsheet. And in the spreadsheet, you're going to have the first column are skills, goals, and problems. So your first list, what are the three top kinds of goals that you want to solve? I want organization to help organizations remove bottlenecks and let their processes flow smoothly. I want to work to reduce the cost of overhead for my organization, for the organization I work for. I want to, and you list the goal that you want. Second, you can continue by now listing two or three of the challenges you want to help them resolve. So the goal is, I want to remove the bottleneck, but now let's go into what are the kinds of bottlenecks you want to resolve? What are the kinds of cost cutting that you really want to work on? What are the challenges that the organization is facing that's preventing them, inhibiting them from achieving their goals? And talk about those and list those. Next, list the four to six skills that you love to use the most. Don't worry about listing the ones you don't like to use. List the ones you love using the most and put all that in the first column. So in the first column, we have 
the types of goals you want to help a company achieve, you have the kinds of problems you want to help them resolve, and you have the kinds of skills you want to do, use. That's the first column. Now, the second column is going to be last job or current job. So the title of that column is current or last job. The next one is all previous jobs. The third one is civic personal education. So you now have four columns on your sheet. The skills, goals, and problems you want to resolve. Current or last job, all previous jobs, and civic volunteer and uh, education. You're then going to go through, and for each of the goals, each of the skills, you're going to want to identify a very specific example of how you did and someone you helped with that. And at this point, don't worry about creating a sentence. Don't worry about refining it. We're going to talk about how to do that in a minute. You're just going to generate the idea. So you may say flagship productivity. You may say... um top performer for nine years in a row. You may, you just put a little idea down that goes at least one for your current or last job, at least one for all previous jobs. And then if you want one for the civic organizations, or you may find other examples from past jobs or current jobs, but you have three for each of these. That's going to give you 30 statements that you can use in letters of recommendation, in uh, applications, in resumes, in interviews, in following up after interviews, reconnecting, reframing their thinking. All of these will come from those ideas. Now that you have the ideas down, we're going to go through a five-step refining process for each statement. And I'm going to suggest don't try and do this all at once. There is a tendency people have. They hear me talk about the five steps, and they say, well, I'm going to do that all at once. And, and, and when they do, they just they crash. They burn. So try and do them separately. Now, you may choose to do all three for one skill and do each step separately for that one skill before you move to the next skill. That's okay. Just don't try and do all five steps at once. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to now take that generic idea and you're going to turn it into a sentence. And it's going to be a big, ugly, unrefined sentence. Resist the need to edit it. You're going to edit it fine in the next four steps. So just get it out and dump it onto the paper. So you have this big, ugly sentence. When I was working at the main office, I looked at all the stuff people were doing and I said, oh, we've got this lady who's so skilled and all she's doing is data entry and we've got this. And, and I decided to rearrange where everyone was working and gave them new assignments in the job. And as a result, we increased the productivity and made life work much better. Big, ugly sentence. Next, you're going to refine it. And the first thing you're going to refine is you're going to look for implied numbers and exchange them for real numbers. So where it said, um, I looked at the staff, how many staff? And you put the number in. When it said improved productivity, you put the number on how you measured that it was improving. And you substitute those implied numbers for real numbers. Once again, do not make them up. 
Do not exaggerate them. Just make them clean and simple facts. Once you have the sentence rewritten with those implied numbers exchanged for real numbers, the second next edit is to go through and edit out all the jargon. Jargon is terms that work really well within one organization and don't work well. They don't communicate the same with another. I, I frequently use the example of the word execute to an athlete means to run the play the way it means meant to be run in the playbook. It means something completely different to a prison guard. So you want to be careful on the words you use and how they might be misinterpreted. Your goal is to find the word that cannot be misinterpreted. And you substitute all the jargon for those. Now, I do have one caveat. If you are in a highly technical field and the jargon proves that you are in that field and you are only going to be talking to people in that field, then use the jargon. You may need to clarify it for those who aren't. But other than that, translate jargon into terms that cannot be misunderstood. Your next edit, this is now step four in our process, is you're going to go through and you're going to take and make sure that it's in the active voice and that the person and tense don't shift. And that means that if you're talking in the first person, you stay in the first person. If you're talking in the past, you stay in the past. If you're using the active voice, the active voice is subject, verb, rather than indirect object with the verb to be followed by something else. Like, the client was satisfied by our performance. That's passive. Making it active is, our performance satisfied the client. So you're making it in the active voice. You're fixing the tense to make sure that it's in the same tense the whole way and then the same person the whole way. The final edit is you're now going to go through and you're going to upgrade the vocabulary. Now, you don't upgrade it to where it's just highfalutin. You want to upgrade it. So, for example, where I said uh, that we were in the main office, you substitute that for the flagship operation. If you're working with people who are poor, you substitute the word poor for people, disadvantaged people, people in poverty. If you're working with um, line production and you're talking about uh, parts that just didn't come out right, you're going to talk about insured perfect quality or insured 90% quality. You're going to upgrade the vocabulary. When you're done with all that, you're going to take it and give it to an English expert and have them view it for grammar. This is how you create these statements. And now when people say to you, tell us why we should hire you, you can hit a home run by saying, I understand that you're looking to increase the productivity of your operation. Is that correct? When I was managing our flagship operation, I rearranged the staff to take better use of their skills. As a result, we increased productivity by 87% in three months and 230% in three years. Is that the kind of performance you're looking to increase? 
you can use the third base portion in resumes. You can say, expanded operations in 32 operations into 23 countries, achieving 12-month goals in nine months. You can use them in cover letters. You can use them to follow up. You can use them to help reframe people's thinking. This is how home run statements can really help you land your dream job. I hope this helps. Thank you for listening. I'm Larry Stevenson, and what are you going to do this week to let your dreams work? To reach the unreachable star.